Good morning and welcome to Subject ACT, where we look at current affairs from a curious and informed perspective. I'm Doug Dobing. Today on Subject ACT, we're going to discuss homelessness issues. Earlier this week, ACT Green spokesperson Caroline Le Couture, MLA, said with the first frosts of the winter upon us, she was concerned to receive reports from a number of homelessness services in the Territory that suggest crisis accommodation services are unable to meet demand. This involves numerous reports of individuals sleeping in cars, including women and children. She said, despite our high standard of living, the ACT is home to the second highest rate of homelessness in Australia. YWCA CEO Francis Crimmins joins us on today's program to give us some insights into the hidden problem of women's homelessness. And later in the program, Youth Coalition ACT Policy Director Beck Cazillo joins us to talk about youth homelessness, couch surfing and young people escaping family violence. Good morning Francis, welcome to Subject ACT. Good morning, Doug. Thank you for having me back on your amazing program. It's always lovely chatting with you and to hear the work of the YWCA. Francis, there, there was a, a census result that came out that talked about Canberra having the second highest rate of homelessness in Australia. Would you agree with that or what's your perception of homelessness in Canberra, especially in regards to women? Yes, look, I would agree with that. And it's important that people realise that homelessness uh, is defined. It could be somebody who is also couch surfing as well. So the definition of homelessness is broad, but mm. it is somebody who does not have their own residency, their own tenancy. So those census figures include people who on the night of census uh, may have been um, couch surfing or in tenuous accommodation where they had no legal right to be there. So often we picture someone as homeless as being on the street or, or, or some movies even sleeping on a park bench or in a corner or, or out of, in the front of a shop front. So that's not necessarily the case of being no, homeless. it isn't. And it's really important to understand that context in the case of women because mm. that is why uh, women don't aren't as visible in their homelessness. Primarily, there would be, you know, I'm not saying that men on the street are any safer than women, but mm. women are very cognitive about their safety or lack of safety if they are, are visible. So mm. that is why homelessness for women, and particularly older women, is hidden. So we don't see it as frequently, and women, whether it's stigma, again, primarily safety, do tend to hide their homelessness, and they would do that in a way they might actually be sleeping in a car, as I said, they may be couch surfing, they may be swapping domestic services or sadly in some cases sexual services just to keep a roof over their head because being out on the street, obviously there's a high level of risk for their personal safety. What would be some of the other causes that would attribute to a woman being homeless? So if we focus just on single older women... And when you look at the baby boomers, I guess it's a combination of things that primarily this demographic of women have been the primary caregiver mm. throughout their life to um, children or possibly their own ageing parents. They may have not had uh, participated in the workforce or participated in a high-level paying job because, right. again, um, if you mm. look at the demographic and what work was available to women at the time when they were in the workforce, they were low-paid jobs and therefore 
the amount of superannuation that you have is also going to be impacted by how much you earned. Taking time out of the workforce to um, have your children, you know, you don't get any superannuation then either. So uh, women live longer. So Mm. whether it is through divorce or um, death of a partner, women can often find that they lose the home that that they were living in. Mm. So in a sense, for many years, they could have had that security of a home, one with a family, um, mm-hmm. and then a change of circumstances, either a partner has has died or they don't have the financial support, they're left homeless. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, and that's certainly the main... St- and, and the other thing I really should point out is a lot of the women we support as older women have experienced violence. You can't... Um, that's a significant factor as well. What are some of the other effects or impacts on a woman that's homeless? Well, I think um, everybody would understand if um, if you don't have um, a a safe place to reside in, it obviously impacts every aspect of your life. Mm. Um, the first, particularly again for older women, is um, is your health and well being is going to be significantly impacted. Your ability to um, find and maintain at work to actually find and engage uh, in support um, and have support services around you. Um, all of those things are not possible if you don't have a safe roof over your head. Mm. So the first point we need to fix you know, in our community is this issue of um, homelessness because all of the other impacts that come of being homeless are even more complex if you're still the primary, you know, the thing you're trying to fix is if you don't have a roof over your head. Mm. So what you're saying is homelessness really is the critical factor to fix first and find solutions for that? Yes, Mm. absolutely. And and in regards to women being homeless, what options do they have um, in Canberra? Look, sadly, we, um, we, we have a lack of affordable rental properties in the ACT, mm. and that is because of our higher than average incomes. So it actually masks the extent of housing stress that's in our community yes. um, because we are, you know, we're pushing up the cost of housing and particularly that upward pressure on rental prices for people. So if you have a uh, part-time job or you rely on a pension, mm and you have no savings, you're not going to be able to get into the commercial market rent. There are a few providers who have affordable housing properties, right? which is it, we provide affordable housing properties where you pay 75% of the market rent. However, when you think of the context of a market rent, you know, being if it was, you know, $400 a week, 75% of that is still That's not serious, affordable. Yeah. Yeah, so it's if still around three hundred dollars. Yeah, it is, and yeah. and and we know that people are placed in housing stress if more than thirty percent of their income is going to their rent or their mortgage payments. Mm. So there is for that again, which is why it's compounded then for older women because they're not even able to access the affordable rental market. If you're then looking at the priority waiting list for a um, public housing, again, you are at a disadvantage because you no longer have children. And so in terms of the priority list of where you would fit in the public housing, you wouldn't be seen as a prior, as, as a higher priority. What do you think we need to do in Canberra to, to help resolve that problem? Look, we think that the, with the current policy environment, and it obviously... Um, 
What we can do also relies on what the Commonwealth Government do and they have made a commitment to continue to fund homelessness services, um, in particular services for women and to support women around domestic violence. As we unpack that budget announcement, we'll be able to know what that will mean for the ACT. However, the ACT Government has made a commitment with the new parliament, that they are going to develop an affordable housing strategy. In particular, one area that needs to be, I think, prioritised is to grow and diversify uh, the not-for-profit community housing sector. There's a few community housing providers in Canberra, so that could be a combination of capital investment, land transfer, or there are other means. We really do need to strengthen our specialist homeless uh, support services to make sure it is targeting the most vulnerable groups yeah, and and as you said, oh, one of the dangers of of Canberra is those who have not or who are struggling or disadvantaged mm-hmm. are masked by the Absolutely wealth. Absolutely, they mm. are. Mm. Yeah, and um, one of the things that we are looking forward to ca- working with solutions is the commitment to hold a homeless summit in two thousand and seventeen, because there are innovative models. Whether you don't even really, you know, internationally, but also um, in other states and territories. Yes. And I think collectively, if we do hold that homeless summit and actually look for real tangible goals and actions that our government, in partnership with the community, uh, you know, community yeah, housing yeah. providers, we can actually start a policy roadmap to work on um, the homeless issue. Now, you mentioned the homelessness summit. Is mm. that is anything definite at this stage or is that still being planned? It's still being planned. There is a commitment to hold it in 2017 Mm. and I have no reason to doubt that they're not going to hold it. We haven't heard anything that they won't and I think um, there is a real commitment from the Minister um, to actually prioritise the area of homelessness, um, particularly around women and, and women and children impacted by domestic and family violence. In Canberra, at this stage, as winter starts to hit with its coldest, we start to realise those who have a home, it still is cold, but it raises our awareness to those who don't have somewhere safe and warm to stay overnight too. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's why part of our recommendations are when we look at a, a housing solution that it's got to be appropriate um, as well. And yes. so particularly for older women, there's some really good designs around there, um, obviously, you know, to design to age in place. Things like, you know, the rising cost of utilities is really going to impact on this cohort yes. because most of them are already in housing stress, paying 30% more um, if they have managed to find... Um, a home. So there's a few going to be contributing factors that we need to address holistically so people aren't pushed back into homelessness. Mm. From our discussion today, you, there's wider issues to homelessness. We've firstly got the safety aspects, mm. but there's also that the long-term effect of superan- lower superannuation, women living longer, security, but also that final, the financial stress on them too, to find somewhere where they can live safely. Yes. As I said, it's a, look, it's a, a, a complex uh, issue that we all need. And as I said, that's why I'm really hopeful that um, the Homeless Summit will help us start developing that roadmap of clear action and agreed pathway. Well, Francis, thank you so much for your time. Look, I'd like to talk more as we get closer or get some more information about that Homelessness Summit. Yes, yes. And look, we're one of the other things I should mention is we have been very clear in articulating it has to have a specific stream on women's access to housing and homelessness services. 
Fantastic. Francis, thank you for all the work that you do and with YWCA because you're an important voice and a strength in this community. So thank you, Francis. And again, thank you, Doug, for having me on your program. It's always great to have a conversation with you. I agree. Thank you. Now, thank you. Stay tuned for more on 2XXFM 98.3 People Powered Radio. You're listening to YWCA CEO Francis Crimmins talking about the hidden problem of women's homelessness. track was from Queen titled Is This the World We Created? Coming up next is Youth Coalition ACT Policy Director Beck Cazillo talking about youth homelessness, couch surfing and young people escaping family violence. Good morning Beck. welcome to Subject ACT. Thanks for having me. Very happy to. Now Beck, in regards to youth homelessness, how big a problem do we have in Canberra? Yeah, so it's definitely a significant issue that does face young people between the age of 12 to 25. What we do know from the census data from 2011 is that young people make up 26% of the total homelessness population in the ACT and that's pretty significant, particularly when you consider that's between 12 and 24. So children are not counted, I suppose, under the age of 12 in that figure. So when you count young people who are just under the age of 25, generally that figure is even bigger. But it is quite a significant issue and it's one that's quite hidden in the ACT. A lot of people would be surprised to find out that we have the second highest rate of homelessness because you don't necessarily see it on the street. How would you define homelessness? 
So the national kind of agreed definition is that we we count people who are sleeping rough, so people you see on the streets, but we also count people who are staying in refuges, people who are couch surfing with friends. So the way that we count homelessness is taking that broader view because it's about having uh, secure housing mm. and a lot of people who are who are hidden but still homeless um, aren't visible and that's the main way that young people experience homelessness. Most young people who are homeless are couch surfing with friends, yeah. which we also uh, then see an underestimation of the numbers because a lot of people in that situation won't necessarily identify as homeless until they've run out of options mm. um, and they've kind of gone through all the friends that they can stay with. So in a sense, at the start, for many, they, they just see it as a place to crash out with friends, but they don't really have a permanent long-term place to stay. No, and it can be very insecure because you might not be able to stay there and it might all of a sudden be that your friend can't have you stay there anymore. So, you know, that kind of insecurity is really problematic, especially when you're talking about young people who might still be going to school, young Mm. people who might be uh, trying to keep a job, that kind of thing. When housing is so night to night, how are you uh, meant to keep all of those things in your life happening? Do you have any idea how many young people would be homeless each night in Canberra? So the stats from the 2011 census say that 466 people between the age of 12 and 24 were homeless on that night. Wow. It's quite significant when you consider how wealthy Canberra is as a place. Mm, That is frightening in a way, isn't it? Mm. Because many people wouldn't... Look, those figures are quite astonishing. So... What are some of the risks if someone is homeless at that young age? What are some of the risks associated? So I suppose a lot of the risks come with uh, what else is made difficult in their life. Mm. So if you're homeless, going to school, keeping a job, all of those things that make life easy and make having housing easier. So, you know, you need a job if you want to be able to afford housing Mm. are much more difficult. So then it comes down to things like people's health. We know that there's a big correlation between mental health and homelessness. So all of those things um, in your life are made more difficult and therefore it's then harder to get out of. Mm. Um, Yeah. Mm. For many people in Canberra, they go home at night, stay in a warm house, sleep in a warm bed and have people that love and support them around them. I mean, what type of situations would cause um, someone to be homelessness? So we know know that um, the main cause of youth homelessness is family conflict. Mm. Um, So family conflict, family violence. So most young people are escaping violence or they're choosing to leave home because they're having conflict with their family. Mm. Sometimes it's hard because families... You know, it, it might there might not be violence there, but it's it's about a disagreement or some some type of conflict that makes the young person feel like they can't go home. Mm. So it's very challenging, I suppose, that space. And there are some great services locally that work with trying to to rebuild those relationships with families so that young people can stay in their homes. Right, okay. Yeah. 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 And even do some early intervention where there might be some signs that there's conflict happening, but the young person hasn't left yet. That age group, there's so much going on. If their life is already in chaos and they don't have a place to stay, how do they cope? Um, I suppose that's where they reach out to their kind of next 
you know, the people that they do trust in their lives. That's how they end up couch surfing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't, a lot of young people won't hit the homelessness system uh, until they've exhausted all of those resources. You know, young people are in this situation are incredibly resilient. They can become very good at hiding what's going on in their lives from, you know, if it's school, they might be hiding that from their teachers. But at the same time, those kind of adult relationships in young people's lives can be incredibly important for intervention at an early time. So it's good for them to have people that around them that do support them. Yeah, mm. and, you know, the role of youth workers who, you know, might come into contact with a young person for a different reason, whether that's a, a young person reaching out for help with their health or, you know, with finding a job or, you know, getting access to Centrelink, that kind of thing. That role of the youth worker where they might be helping a young person and building a relationship around something that isn't related to homelessness, but then once that relationship is is built and it's stronger, then they can, you know, start working with young people in other areas of their lives and they might discover that they're having difficulty with their family or that they are actually sleeping with a friend at a friend's house. So that's how, you know, that early intervention can happen because there's already those relationships with services in a different capacity as well. Mm, so it's building that trust. So other agencies could be already working with the young person, building the trust um, with them so it could open up other conversations. Mm. Yeah, and that's one of the ways that the, the system works together and, yeah, yeah. and is a really positive thing about collaboration between services. So in Canberra, I mean, we do, as you said, it does seem a wealthy city. We do have a lot of um, agencies happening. But what agencies or support services are there for young people in Canberra? So we've got a range of services. We have what we call, I suppose, generalist or mainstream youth services, which are, you know, the youth centres, youth engagement workers who work there. They work with young people on a range of different things. Um, and then there's the specialist services that, um, you know, work with young people who are experiencing homelessness. Mm. Um, there's also some services that work with people to maintain their tenancies. So, you know, if if a young person is in a, um, in a rental or in a public housing, in public housing, how are they supported to maintain that tenancy? Um, mm. One of the things we know with young people who are, who are experiencing or have experienced homelessness is that their living skills aren't necessarily well developed because they might have left home at a really young age or Mm. or whatever it may be. So there are services that work with young people to build up those living skills so that they know how to to look after themselves out there in the real world, I suppose. Isn't that great? I mean, because many ways a lot of housing services would be available for those over 18, but what have we got in Canberra for... As you said, the, the youth between 12 and 18, uh, what, what is available for them? We have a number of youth uh, residential services, so refuges that mm. work with young people over 16. Um, so they house people, um, young people who, are, who identify as homeless and come to them and say, I need a bed for the night. Right, okay. Yep. Um, so yep. we've, got, we've got a couple of services that work with young people in that space. And then, as I said, we've got some services that aren't necessarily residential but work with young people on, you know, rebuilding their relationship with their family. Because ultimately, um, for a young person who's 16, the best outcome would be for them to be reunited with their family. We know that that's going to be the best outcome. It's not always possible, but it is something that, you know, we strive for because building those family relationships is going to have 
great benefits for them down the track as well. Who could they contact? If someone is listening and they're homeless, what's the best place to go? So the best place to go is a service called OneLink. Mm-hmm. OneLink are, are a central intake service. They can refer to a range of different services, so not just housing and homelessness issues, but if you if you need help with anything in um, in that service space, so mm-hmm. um, employment, um, health, those kinds of things. If you need support in that area, OneLink would be the best service to contact because they can. Uh, do an assessment and refer you to um, to the services that um, would be best suited. Oh, fantastic. Are we doing enough for our young people in Canberra? So I think one of, one of our positions is that the community, government and the wider um, public need to be working together on a whole range of issues, including youth homelessness. This is something that, that impacts our community in a really big way because the flow-on effects of of experiencing homelessness impact our health system, impact our education system, impact impact um, employment. Mm. So um, your government need to be doing something, the community services need to be doing something, but also, um, you know, if, you, if people in the community are passionate about this and want to know what they can do, there is a range of ways that individuals can help these issues and progress young people in this space. So whether that's a business owner giving a job to a young person, um, giving young people a go in that space, whether that's not just donating money but donating time to different causes and even finding out what is out there um, in our local community. A lot of people aren't necessarily aware of the problem and when they find out about it, they're surprised. Um, But maybe it's then going out and finding out what the services are in your local area. We have lots of services that work in regions of Canberra um, and so finding out what those are and how how they might need your help is a great way for individuals to start um, contributing and and seeing it as a, as a whole of community, whole of government responsibility mm-hmm. to these issues because they do affect everyone's lives in some way or another. So in essence, um, homelessness, and and today particularly we're talking about youth homelessness, is a community problem. How can we solve it together? Exactly. And I think, um, you know, while it requires government investment, um, both the federal and local governments um, invest in in housing and homelessness, Um, you know, they often, they fund the services that we have here and things like that. It's also good to remember that, you know, we have a personal responsibility to the community. Mm, Yeah, Mm. fantastic. We would love to see a more equitable community in Canberra. A lot of of people are wealthy in this town, but the people that aren't, aren't doing very well at all. And so as a a community where we have the population that is educated and wealthy, you know, I think we have a responsibility to making sure that that can be distributed to other people. We've got some great things about this town. And one of those is the way that we have uh, embraced things like public housing in, in every suburb of the city. But at the same time, doing that has meant that our poverty is hidden and yes. that addressing yeah. it then is, is a different challenge to what you see in other cities where there might be pockets of disadvantage. Our disadvantage is spread throughout this town and so therefore it's much more difficult to see and identify and when it's hidden, then there's less impetus I suppose to actually address it so mm-hmm. um, it's about bringing those inequalities and inequities to light so that the community who we know Canberra cares about um, social issues 
Yes, exactly, uh, yeah. And yeah. it's about, uh, you know, letting people know what's happening because it isn't easy to see as it is in other cities. Mm. And I think that's what's so great today, um, Beck. Thank you. Because we're actually, here, here's a, an issue that, as you said, was hidden, and we need to talk about it, raise awareness, and and see what ways, as a community, we can get action to solve youth homelessness as a problem. Yeah. Well, thank you for starting the conversation with us. I really appreciate your time today, so thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks. You were listening to Youth Coalition ACT Policy Director Beck Cazillo talking about youth homelessness, couch surfing, and young people escaping family violence. To listen to this program and other informative podcasts, go to soundcloud.com forward slash subject ACT. It's always great having your company on Subject ACT on 2XXFM 98.3 each weekday morning, 8.30 to 9 o'clock. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Stay tuned for more on 2XXFM 98.3. Thank you for your company. I'm Doug Dobing.